the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Seems like the weather might be... (laughs) getting slowly slightly better but uh yeah it's been uh kind of rough yeah you know this late in the year you're almost we're just approaching may but reminds me of the winters back in the 1970s yes that's how old i am yeah i remember i remember my uh sixth grade science teacher saying that we were headed into another ice age. And back where I lived in the uh, middle of Ohio, actually it was Brunswick, Ohio, we would have snow and ice on the streets until May, until the end of May. And it wasn't uncommon to have wind chill factors significantly below zero, and the winters were just really long. So this one kind of takes me back. But the reason I stay in Ohio is because of Summertime, the uh, summer and fall, my favorite times of the year, and uh, I really like it around those time periods. But you know, it's a lot like financial market. When it when it's cold, it's really cold. You can't find a friend anywhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, no, it's it's all fine. Anyway, we've got so many things going on over the past few months, and if you look over the past couple of years. Uh, what's happened to bond prices because of rising interest rates? You know, they're talking about interest rates rising even further. And I guess I could kind of see that. Uh, I think they'll keep going until they run into a wall, which is uh, I'm not looking forward to <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Um, a lot of stocks, though, the valuations on stocks are not really super unreasonable especially your higher quality stocks and stocks that pay dividends. And I've been toying with the idea of, and in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look into this a little bit further. So you need to stay tuned to this show going forward. 
because there's some things that you can do with your stocks, um, with your stock ETFs. Uh, you can write covered calls on them. I don't know if you know what that is, but if you have a lot of time and you like to work at some investing techniques that are are relatively low risk, options are as as risky as you can possibly get there, and the, the that risk reward pyramid. They're in one of the clouds floating above the pyramid. <laughs> That's how high that risk, the risk of options is. But if you were doing covered calls, the covered calls basically you own a, a stock or a fund and you sell someone else the right to buy it away from you at a higher price than it's selling for today. Now, if the price doesn't go, doesn't make it worthwhile for them, you get to keep the money when the option expires and then you can do it again. And by the way, you also get to keep the dividends from those things. So I'm looking into this. I'll, I'll keep you updated next week. I think if you've got some time, having to watch a fund is not nearly as difficult as it is to watch a stock, but you can do it with individual stocks too. And it might be something if, if you know, you're retired and you don't mind spending time looking at investments, looking things up, you need to know what to look for. But I'll show you that in the uh, upcoming seminar. And I'm not even sure when it's going to be. A lot of the facilities still, the, the bigger facilities, are still limiting the number of people that they can put into a room. So uh, um, I'll keep you posted. Just, I guess I just leave it with that. But it is interesting. And uh, uh, Oh, yeah, one of the... Uh, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a fallout or not, but anyway, the bonds have had their worst short-term performance in 40 years. The bond indexes, um, there's a BND from Vanguard that's probably the most popular, and also BlackRock has one that, that's nearly identical, and they're both down in the mid-teens from where they peaked over two years ago. So that's pretty rough. It looks like it's put in a bottom here over the past uh, six months, but look at where that was two years ago, and you're down you know, 15 16% from the price. You did get the income that's coming from that, but it wasn't a lot, and actually it's still not a lot. Uh, so I would be uh, really careful there for the, because fixed income typically makes up 30 or 40% of most people's portfolios uh, or any particularly retirees, it should be making up 40 to 50% of their portfolios. And to see it come down like that, it's got to be uh, rushing. I've been using, a uh, for the longest time, a short-term bond fund, uh, super short-term. And actually, it just came out in 2018. Uh, and uh, it's got a nice yield because short-term bonds are actually paying more than long-term bonds are. Um, the volatility... It, it sold off in 2020, but it came right back. It recovered much more quickly. That was kind of a panic, a knee-jerk reaction, uh, and uh, it recovered. And now it's, you know, it's the biggest position I have outside of just regular treasuries and even money markets. And uh, this is one of the reasons that the fixed annuities are so popular right now, whether they're just regular fixed annuities or fixed indexed annuities. Um, the uh, are their income immediate annuities. Their rates now are incredibly attractive given the current environment. You've got all this volatility going on. 
And with, if rates continue to rise, then you're going to see bond prices continue to drop. Uh, and they'll keep doing that. The, the Fed will keep doing that until they actually force a recession. That They, they want to see prices slow down. And one of the ways to slow prices down is raise the price on everything. You know, the two most expensive items you're going to be, they, the vast majority of us spend money on our cars and our homes. And when the interest rates go up on those loans, that means you're paying a whole lot more money on your payment. You have less money to spend <clears throat> on everything else. So it puts pressure on the economy. And eventually, uh, people slow down their spending enough. And normally what happens is prices start to break and prices start to drop again. Um, but you never the, the timing of that is just it's impossible to do, by the way. It's impossible to know exactly when that's going to uh, fix itself, which is a, uh, you know, kind of a problem because an awful lot of people try to try to figure out where the market's going to go over a short-term time period. And for them, for most people that I talk to, short-term is a couple weeks. And then they say, oh, no, no, I know, you know, short-term, I, I know that short term, but uh, well, what do you think the market's going to do by the end of the year? <laughs> that's not that's not long term. Long term is five to ten years. Five is a you know is a little short. I mean, when you think about it, five is very short. Actually, Let me give me an example. I'm going to pull up uh, go to my computer here. I want to pull up SPY, so S and P 500, the biggest 500 companies. In America, uh, I'm going to go to time period. I'm going to do a weekly chart. I want to go back to the year 2000. Okay, the high in the year 2000 was 155.75. That was the SPY. That's the S&P 500. It's the most popular index in the world. Okay, so 155 bucks. Now it came. It went down over 50 percent. From peak to trough, from year 2000 to year 2003, was down a little over 50 percent. That's three years. You know that it, market's going down and it loses half of its value. It, it finally recovered. It looks like it was in uh, yeah November yeah November of 2007. They figured 2008, and then it goes down again. And this time, it goes down further than it did the first time. It's down 57%. I mean, think about that. Ten years, and the index is down over 50% from where it had peaked ten years ago. This is, uh, this is what I keep talking about. You're getting close to retirement. You do not belong 100% in stocks. Now, for the vast majority of people... They go, oh, well, that's great. I'll just buy investment quality, you know, short and intermediate term bonds. That's exactly what the, that bond fund is, BND or AGG. And there are a bunch of other ones out there uh, that are doing similar things. But bonds over that time period, uh, actually, they're selling, <laughs> yeah, they're selling lower than they were 10 years ago. The bond fund it, itself, if you reinvested the income, though, there was a a positive return there. That's the one great thing about bonds. They pay interest 
and the interest rates are normally higher than what dividend rates are on the vast majority of high-quality stock funds uh, or high-quality stock. Uh, some of the if if the fund is if the stock is not high quality, the dividend yield tends to be pretty low, and that gets a lot of people really upset. Why is Procter & Gamble's dividends so low? Well, because they've got about 100 products that they sell, and they sell a whole lot of them. People like the product. They like those products. They're not going to stop buying them no matter what happens in the economy, and, and they know that, and they're protecting their profit margins, the, uh, um, but they're paying out a, a dividend, and people will come and buy that stock, push the price up, that pushes the dividend yield lower, the, uh, and um, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. So your higher quality companies, the, the companies that are, are going to be more considered to be more reliable are going to have dividends that are relatively low, probably lower than the current CD rates are, which comes back again to me talking about why why do you want to be looking at fixed index annuities right now, particularly if you are 10 or 20 years away from retirement, I think they make sense. I own them, and uh, I'm going to at least 10 more years, minimally, and uh, I hope to. This is the only area where I can probably, where I hope to compete with Warren Buffett. He's 90 now. He's still working every day. He uh, uh, loves what he does, I'm sure. And uh, I'm going to try to do the same thing. But uh, it, I find all this stuff pretty interesting. I think it's fascinating, actually. And uh, it's it doesn't change completely from one year to the next. But there are a lot of changes. Uh, I'd say you're probably getting somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15% uh, change in the industry every year. And that, that makes it interesting. And I'm working on some stuff now. I'm not far enough along to talk much about it, but by the end of the year, I'll be talking about it probably on every um, every radio show. Bottom line is, uh, if you have to seek balance. Uh, you, you want stocks for long-term growth. When are they going to start going up again? If I knew that, I wouldn't be sitting here. The, uh, I would be flying over in my fleet of private jets because I can show you how to take a very small amount of money and turn it into a very large amount of money. If you knew with even the immediate, uh, let's say you were right 50% of the time, that would be easy. You know, if uh, 50% of the time you're going to make four or five times your money and the other 50% of the time you're going to lose the money, that would be really easy to make a whole lot of money with. You just don't put all your money ever on uh, one way. You don't invest one way. And you don't invest at all so that you still have money left in case you get a string of losers in a row. <laughs> That's uh, really taken me back. I used to do a lot of the uh, uh, trading myself. Well, now there are funds out there that are doing almost identically to what I did. And those are the ones I really like. And actually, um, it, it takes a lot from the S&P 500, the S&P 500 is, the large, those are the largest 500 companies that are listed in the United States. Some of them are foreign, by the way, and most of the really big companies get about half of their revenue from overseas, So, which uh, brings up a really important uh, item if you're going to be talking about good diversification. You know, Intel, um, Dell Computer, Microsoft, they sell all over the world. Uh, and a huge portion of their income comes from overseas. It's safer to invest and get in foreign exposure that way. 
than it is to buy a foreign stock. But that, that again, that's another that's a question for the future. Again, um, I'm looking at uh, see here bond market uh, coming down. I think I might have to be taking a commercial break here within the next couple of minutes. Uh, if you hear anything that you would like more information on while you're listening to this show, feel free to go to my website at uh, bullingtoncapital.com. Get a, uh, all my inquiries come through there. Um, I have to tell you, by the way, since the whole pandemic thing began, uh, there have been mergers and acquisitions in the FinTech, that's technology for financial services companies, and uh, it might take me a day or two uh, to get back to you. And sometimes I've been having things that are showing up six to eight weeks after they've come in, after they were sent. And uh, so you may want to just call. <laughs> and the number is uh, 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, when we come back from the commercial break, we'll talk a little bit about what you can do about bond prices now, where you where you can find uh, income that's guaranteed, uh, what sectors in the stock market actually look pretty attractive right now, and uh, we've got all kinds of stuff. But uh, anyway, I've got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on W. 1100, I'm sorry, uh, 1420, <laughs> WHK. And uh, feel free to give us a call when we come back, 216-901-0945. When I look back, I can see that it's you met my needs every time. Listen to this radio station for truth at a time when truth is an endangered species. Now, we want to invite you to listen to our sister TV network, Salem News Channel. You'll find us in the App Store or online at SalemNewsChannel.com or on Roku or similar devices. You'll see Hugh Hewitt in the morning, followed by Mike Gallagher. You'll see Dennis Prager, followed by Sebastian Gorka. And at 5 Eastern Time, our newest star, Andrew Wilkow, with Dinesh D'Souza at 7 Eastern. Salem News Channel, the antidote to the mainstream media. Always Right Radio with Bob France. Those students are going to get caught up in the ramifications and the consequences of the actions of their peers. Innocent collateral damage happens wherever wokeness happens. When wokeness rules the day, people who refuse to be woke and who don't support the woke movements get punished for it. Weekdays at 9 before Charlie Kirk at noon on The Answer and Odyssey. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. 
Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Well, welcome back. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com, or you can call us in the office, 330-664-0700. It's kind of observing what's going on in the economy and interest rates. It looks like they're going to try to raise interest rates, mainly because of inflation. And if they continue to do that, um, that's going to be bad for long-term bonds. You don't want long-term bonds in your portfolio. The bond fund that I use more most often has an average maturity of less than 18 months right now. That's why I use that fund, because it's short. These guys are smart, and it's run by Fidelity. I am uh, not going to take the chance. We're, we're not, not supposed to make recommendations, and I'm not recommending this. I'm just telling you what it is and why I bought it. I, I bought it because it was short-term. I thought it was going to be safer. It turns out it has been. And uh, if you want to know more about that, feel free to drop me a line, just a note. I can send you a one-page sheet on it. It's awesome. It gives you all kinds of information, a lot of stuff you probably don't even want to know, but <laughs> that's that's the way everything is today. You ever notice that? You ask one little question and you get bombarded. And uh, they force us to do it, by the way. That's not my doing. Uh, so anyway, the thing to know is that you don't want to be holding on to really long-term debt. If you're holding on to 30-year treasuries because for whatever reason or bonds from some uh, corporation, not a good idea. Uh, with interest rates going up, those are the things that have already been getting pummeled and they're probably going to be going down quite a bit more. I, I was looking at a, uh, a client's portfolio um, she had been holding at another firm, and they bought a whole bunch of 35 and 40 year. And this was, by the way, this was a little. This was about a year and a half ago. Um, 35 and 40 year triple tax free bonds. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, those are triple tax free. Yeah, but they're 35 years. And those things, I can't. They were already down at, at that point in time. And I can't imagine how much those are down by by now. And even though they're triple tax free. Uh, a lot of them were pre-refunded. What does that mean? That means the company had bought treasuries that were going to mature at the same time that those notes were going to come due, so that they were, you know, fully collateralized. They're basically they're backed up by the United States government through a local, um, a city or state. And uh, but that doesn't mean that the price can't go down in the meantime. And see, the problem is if you have to sell it before that. 30-year period is up when they're guaranteed to, to pay off at par uh, or back to what uh, they were initially sold for. That's what par is. Um, not always. Sometimes I'm at a discount. Sorry about that. But par is basically what the bond's supposed to be worth. $1,000 bonds, par is 1000 bucks. The price then can go above that or below that, and it will. It'll move around depending on how long you have to wait to be able to cash it in at that par price. 
uh, and also the credit ratings and a couple of other things that those are the two biggest ones. But um, so bond prices move a lot. I mean, it it is mind-boggling. I was looking at high-quality corporate bonds of of a short-term nature, and uh, these are just bond index funds, and they're down uh, over the last couple of years, it's been like Chinese water torture. They're down like 16%. They were down close to 20 so they've, they've made back a little bit since then. But that is just crazy. Uh, I've, I never would have believed that. Of course, these funds didn't exist in the 70s, and I was still playing peewee football, so <laughs> I didn't notice at the, uh, <laughs> at the time, but they would have gone down then, too. That would have been a, another period that would be very similar to what we've gone through over the past couple of years, well, which is really interesting, though. I mean, I run these scans, and if you've ever listened or gone to a seminar, and, and I promise I'm going to get a seminar on the uh, schedule here. Uh, right now, if, if you're younger or if you have a lot of time, there are some super high-quality companies coming up on scans from day to day. And that's unusual because I haven't been seeing that in a long time, and I Take a look at these. I'll buy one every once in a while if I really like it. I've got a, a portfolio set aside for that. And, uh, um, you know, I see some stuff now that I, I really like. And I'll get to that. The last 15 minutes of the show, I'll run through that a little bit. Uh, now that I'm a little bit older, uh, I have slightly more time. Not a lot, but I have slightly more time. <laughs> and I'm just going to uh, dedicate slightly more time to doing this sort of thing, especially now that, you know, I, I bought a fairly good chunk. I took a fairly good chunk of my money and I bought one of the fixed index annuities I'm always talking about. And I'll tell you what, it's such a peace of mind knowing there's a schedule. You know, if I, if I had to turn it on and start taking the income tomorrow, I can go up to the website, look up the amount that I'm going to get and say, okay, turn that on. And uh, I'm going to get that income for the rest of my life. Uh, the longer I awake, it goes up each year, and they, they've got a schedule that they guarantee for 10 years, and the increases are substantial. The increases in the income are higher than most people are going to earn on their stock investments over the next 10 years. I didn't really like these products for a really long time. They didn't have these features when I didn't like them. When they added it to it, my first reaction was, come on, <laughs> come on, you're not, no, it, that, I must be misunderstanding this. And uh, it literally, it, it took me about 90 days of hard studying to figure out what they were doing, how they were doing it, and going, oh, yeah, all right, now I see, you know, now I see that they could do it. So anyway. If you have questions about that, if you'd like to do a retirement income plan for yourself, or you just want to know what the uh, what the options might be, what options might be available for you, uh, feel free to, to drop me a line, uh, give us a phone call. It doesn't take much time, and uh, that's another thing that uh, I'm going to try to bring up on future shows. Um, not today, um, but how to put out a, a retirement income plan. I feel like our industry, and I, and I listen to other radio programs and you know, CNBC and whatnot, I feel like our industry makes this just, they make it overwhelming. It, it's really not that hard, but don't tell them. <laughs> I 
I don't think he's making it overwhelming. That's got to be hard to do business that way. I, mean, I just don't get it. But the uh, it's not that hard. There are things that you can control. You need to know what those are. You need to know what you can't control. And then just need to come into financial planning with a uh, realistic expectation. Look at what the average stock funds have done. And I'm not talking about the S&P 500. Because the S&P 500 is above average, both in returns and risk. Yeah, The risk is pretty high in the S&P 500. I was talking about that a little bit earlier. was down 50% twice in one 10-year time period. That's a lot of risk. And there's a reason that it has such a good track record. It's because it's taking an enormous amount of risk. You won't be able to time that up. At least I've never seen anybody that's been able to time that up. And if somebody could... I could show you how to get, uh, you would be wealthier than Warren Buffett inside of three years. No sweat. But that should tell you a little bit about how difficult that is. And uh, anyway, I'll leave that alone. There's just, there's a lot of risk there. And managing the risk is incredibly important. Understanding how much risk you're taking is incredibly important. People generally don't get upset at their results, their investment results when they know what they're doing. Where they get upset is, I was taking more risk than I thought I was. And my advisor didn't tell me about that. And then when the the downside of risk, there are two sides of risk. There's the upside and the downside. And you can't get one without the other. If you're going to get the upside, you got to participate in the downside. You got to get in and make minor adjustments, not try and jump in and jump out. That is a mistake. And uh, I can't believe people are still trying to do that. I I thought, you know, when I started this radio program over 30 years ago, I was going to cure the entire public. (laughs) I really wasn't that naive. But uh, I am surprised that it's still, and it's one of the reasons that when I'm looking at a product like a fixed indexed annuity and I see the kind of rates that they're they're guaranteeing, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. That's actually a lot better. The, the guaranteed rate that they have on an annuity is much higher than the average investor is making on their stock portfolios. Only reason I'm doing them. And if everybody, I guess I should be thankful that everybody doesn't do what they should be doing because I would probably be driving a truck <laughs> or something. You know, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it is hard. It's one thing to know what you should be doing. It's another thing to actually do it. I mean, it is just, it's tough. Uh, incredibly difficult. It's psychological because the math really isn't all that complicated. You can make it as complicated as you want. I mean, there are tons of PhDs in finance running around the planet just cluttering up the place and making it so complicated that nobody thinks they know what they're doing. And then there are people like me that come along and say, hey, wait, 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 I'm going to read this. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to move on until I actually get it. <laughs> and uh, once you get it, then you're like, oh, yeah, it's really not as complicated as it seems. However, it does require a significant amount of intestinal fortitude. Quote a whole bunch of my old football coaches. <laughs> intestinal fortitude. you got to have guts. And it's easier to have guts if you know what to expect. So if you expect that a stock portfolio, even when it's professionally managed, is going to fluctuate a lot, okay, 
then when the fluctuation shows up, you're not as surprised. It makes it easier to handle. Not It doesn't eliminate the fear in most people, but it makes it easier to handle so that they can reach their goal. And that's really uh, more what I mean, what we do at our firm than anything. We're coaches. Now, I can show you exactly how I manage my money. You can actually take that information and go and do it yourself. Now, save yourself the management fee. Uh, the problem with that is you have to do it. You know, we're doing it. And by the way, it doesn't even take that much uh, adjusting once it's in place. In fact, you probably don't want to adjust it much more than once every other year. Uh, there's lots of reasons for that. I'll go into those on a future show. But if you're doing it right, okay, you're setting yourself up so that you don't have to make an adjustment unless something major occurs. Then you need to come in and make an adjustment. But um, but for the vast majority of the time, it's really just pacifying your mind with something else when you start to worry about it. Yeah, give up. Give me a call when you start to worry about it. Um, I'm working on a, a tool right now. Again, that I'll be rolling out here in the next oh, six months or so. It's it's rough. It's it's, uh, it's almost like learning a programming language is difficult as it is, but it should be a really nice tool to help a lot of people be a lot more successful. I will always have some individual stocks in my portfolio. And here's what gives me a lot of hope right now for the stock market. I see the risks. And let me let me say something. They're big. When you have major banks failing, that is not good. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that the entire market's going to go down or that you should avoid investing in diversified portfolio. You shouldn't because it may not happen. And when I'm looking around and I do this scan that I've been doing for 50, 60 years, not, not, not that long, probably 30 years, the, uh, and I see names of companies, these are good companies, and they're going up now, and it looks like a bull market. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. The scan on Friday, there were 67 stocks that came up in the initial scan. That's a lot, especially when the market is down. What is that telling me? Well, it's telling me that stock prices may end up going up. And typically, when the economy improves, the market's already been up for anywhere from six to nine months. It started running six to nine months ahead of the actual numbers. And uh, so if you know, this could be a head fake. It could the stocks could be going up for uh, false expectations, and then the real reality hits in, and it comes back down again. So that part you can't really know. I can just tell you that looking at the number of companies that are participating, the types of industries that they're in. Uh, here's a, a food distribution company. It's called Anderson. Uh, here's Havnanian. How, uh, enterprises. They're a home builder. Uh, right below that was Beezer Homes. That thing was up 24% in a day when on Friday. It was up that much. And I see uh, airline stocks. You know, what do people do when they have money? They take trips. You know, what happens when they take trips? Probably going to fly. Probably more often than they would if they weren't taking trips or we were in a severe uh, recession. Well, we're in a recession now. Yeah, and it might get a little bit worse, but the uh, there's somebody's the way that the market's 
signaling right now is that maybe not. You know, it, it may actually ended up uh, have bottomed already, or the economy may have bottomed already, and maybe headed higher. And oftentimes, like I said, the market you know six to uh, six to nine months ahead. Uh, there's the Eric uh, them today, and this is pretty wild. I haven't seen um, stuff that looks this good in quite a while. Allegiant uh, Airlines, another airline stock, the uh, symbol is ALGT, came up on the scan. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, anybody that's ever spent any time studying charts is going to look at it and go, oh, wow, it put in a double bottom, broke through resistance on that, came back, tested that resistance, and now it's going up and testing the latest resistance that happened a little bit about eight weeks ago. And it looks like it's blowing right through it. So uh, for those of you that have never studied technical analysis, I apologize. I know how confusing that is, but uh, anyway, there are other stocks, and you know, it, it just it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Would I go hog wild? Heck no. If you don't, you've got to get guidelines set. You and your advisor should be talking about this. How much money are you going to put into an a account where you're going to hold individual stocks? If you want to do these stocks, you got to get a method. This is just one method. Uh, there are two major methods, by the way. Your momentum, you're buying stuff that's going up now. Uh, if it starts starts to stop going up, you're going to get out of it. Yeah, you have to define what that is. And then there's value. Hey, I just want to buy something that I would be glad to hold on to for an extremely long time. Like Procter & Gamble. I've had that thing, I don't know, for a while. And it goes all over the place because it's a stock. But it's done very well, and I like it a lot. And I've only got about 30 seconds here before we're going to take a, comer- a commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. I think uh, we're going to be taking a couple commercials. And if you'd like to call us, 216-901-0945, that's in the station. If you want to call me, 330-664-0700 in my office. And I'd be glad to uh, take those calls. And, uh, you know, most of the time, I even call you back on the weekend, which uh, shows you how uh, little of a life I have. I'm just kidding. I just like what I'm doing a lot. But uh, anyway, I'm going to be taking a real quick commercial break. Thank you. Looking out my window, feeling the crescendo, sunset on a quiet sea. Sitting with the ones that I'll forever love, we're waiting on a flash of green. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. 
No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferrance here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Well, welcome back. It's the last part of the show. You've heard something you'd like more information on, feel free to give us a call. 330-664-0700 is the office line. And, or you can uh, email me, bill at bullingtoncapital.com. And I was just listening to that commercial about gold. And all I'm going to say about gold is it hasn't been very reliable. And if you look, there's an ETF, by the way, that invests in gold. Spider Gold Trust, it's at 184 bucks, and uh, that would be, I think it's, yeah, it's either, it, it's a multiple of whatever the, I think so, of the cost per ounce. So gold must be somewhere around 850 bucks now. If you hang on a second, I can look this up. It's gold today uh, ooh, per ounce. There we go. And what is gold spot price? This is pretty interesting. Oh, this is funny. There are I got multiple quotes up there. That is a riot. Yeah, and some of them they are very far apart too. That is interesting. Yeah, let me see. Okay, two thousand dollars an ounce as of April twenty ninth, one twenty four Eastern Standard Time. So gold was around eight hundred bucks an ounce when I was sixteen. It's at two thousand today, and you're looking at that and going, "Oh, that's pretty good." Well, let me tell you something. I sound a lot younger than I am. <laughs> it would <laughs> a money market account has done better than gold has over that time period. If all you'd have done would, would have been to reinvest the interest that you got on a money market account. You'd have gotten, you'd have had a better return. Um, it's, I just wouldn't put a lot of money in it, into it. And inside of the indexes that we use, there are companies that invest in gold that basically are miners, some jewelers who benefit indirectly from rising gold prices. But anyway, not not a huge fan, um, and it's just. It's a really tough way, I think. And there's another thing: uh, the anything that collectibles, you know, when they get in favor, yeah, it's pretty good. And I, when they don't, you know, not if you something's a fund that invests in collectibles, the expenses in that fund are never factored in when they're showing what the returns of the individual pieces of the art 
have done over a long time period. So bottom line is I'm 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 not real crazy about that. Uh if you want to do that I you know good luck. It's uh that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. But uh anyway, kind of back to uh what we were talking about where's the market now? Market market looks I mean if you didn't tell me what was going on and I just looked at the stocks that are showing up on scan when I when I say that there's a scan that I've been running for years and I just look at the companies that are performing the best over the past uh, one, three, six, and nine months. And a lot of times they're the same. Uh, but uh, my favorite is a three-month. It shows me what's moving up pretty quickly right now. And I look through those names, and it will give you an idea. If, if you're only getting you know, 10 or 15 stocks coming up on this end on, a, on any particular day, that's not very strong. Uh, actually, that's very weak. If you're getting over 50, that's a pretty decent market. When you're getting over 100 stocks showing up on that scan, that's because it, we're in a full-on bull market. So right now, it, it looks like it's been gaining straight. There are 67 names on the watch list from the stocks that were there tomorrow. Sometimes you'll see some things, and th- this is what's really wild. When I was talking about the market's always six to nine months ahead, and one of the reasons you might want to have some money in a, in fixed accounts, and you want, might want to have some money in, in fixed indexed annuities or just fixed annuities, either way, uh, is because trying to get this exactly right is impossible except by luck. And I got to admit, there were a couple times in my career I got it by luck, but I've gotten a lot more times by surprise. You know, I was just observing and responding to what was happening in the markets today, which is a lot easier to do with, with the kind of the types of funds that you have out there available to you. If you don't want to do this kind of stuff, you shouldn't. You shouldn't spend any time doing it you, because there are funds. Come on in and I'll show you. We can talk about it. And you're going to need more than just this. You know, you're going to need somebody to sit down and, and develop a plan. You know, let, let's get it. But it doesn't have to be comp, complicated. In fact, I detest complicated plans. The uh, planning is just not that tough. You have income and you have assets. How tough could that possibly be? Now, for some people, I'm laughing because when I say that, because I know people who have multiple sources of income. And yeah, theirs is tough. <laughs> when you own a, uh, a $500 million business and it's got 15 different divisions, yeah, that's pretty hard. Okay. The end result of that is, okay, let's just, let's see what we can know and let's try to differentiate what we can know with what we can't. And how do I break that down to an individual? Well, what we can know is we can figure out how much you're going to get from Social Security we can figure out if you have a pension, how much you might expect to get from your pension. And we can take an inventory of the savings that you have today. We take a certain percentage of that depending on your age. And that will produce, that, that will supplement that uh, those other sources of income uh, based on the portfolio that uses your risk tolerance. Uh, I know that. Well, what's my risk tolerance? Here's how you do that. Very simply, if, you, if you're going to uh, 
you have a risk tolerance, decline tolerance is what I like to refer to it as. Let's say it's 30%. Mine's at 40. <laughs> but I got 30%, which means that, yeah, I wouldn't be happy if my investments were down 30%, especially if they're short-term bonds like they are now. <laughs> but it, I wouldn't be happy about that. But I could take it. Now, I wouldn't be panicking over that. And I know that the more I'm willing to put up with, the, the deeper the decline that I'm willing to sit through, the longer, uh, the bigger the returns potentially are in the long run. Now that I'm, uh, you know, only, what, seven years away from being able to collect Social Security, <laughs> I've got more money in, in bonds and CDs and short-term, and that short-term bond fund I was talking about earlier, that's where I have most of my fixed income money. The, uh, uh, I've got more than I ever have my entire lifetime. Why? Because 10 years from now, I may, might start having to tap into that. And, um, but I'm, I'm still more than 50% invested in stocks. So uh, very substantial, and especially in today's marketplace. I don't think it's all that necessary that most people have more than 50% of their money. Um, if you're like me, then you've got more than 50%, but you're, you're just willing to ride out the, the bumps that are going to come along the way. And uh, they're never fun, and they're never easy. And if they ever go away, I will be out of a job. <laughs> I used to think naively that at some point in time, the market was going to learn how to behave like it should. They, they would become more predictable instead of still unpredictable. And I was wrong. <laughs> it's still pretty unpredictable. But getting your own plan, you know, focusing on you, how much of a decline can you tolerate? How do you um, come to that number? Um, I would just look at all my investments, add them up, and then just start taking percentages off of it. If I took 10%, am I upset yet? If I'm, if, if that answer is yes, well, you're going to have to <clears throat> invest mostly in fixed income products. Okay? And uh, not many bond funds either, because a lot of bond funds are going to be down more than that. But if yours is 20, well, I double 20, that's, uh, that number is 40. I put 40% of my money into stock funds, diversified stock funds, not a stock, by the way, the, uh, and not five stocks like Jim Cramer says. <laughs> that's not being diversified. The, um, you want to have minimally 25 stocks, and I like to have about five or somewhere between five and eight funds. I have eight because I have everything my, all my clients have. Uh, sometimes a little bit more than that. It depends on what the market's doing. Uh, so anyway, the yeah, bottom line is I'm going to take that number, my decline times, double it. I'm going to put that much money into the stock market. So maybe I've only got a 15% decline time. All right. Well, we're going to only take uh, 30% of your assets invested in a diversified stock portfolio, something that will actually customize towards you, to you. And the vast majority of the money, we're going to be holding short-term treasuries, CDs, or fixed annuities. Those are the three big fixed income categories that are the most attractive right now. Now, that could change in the future. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I, I doubt it's going to change a lot. But right now, those are the three big categories. you got fixed annuities, very attractive with the current rate. you got fixed income. Those are uh, CDs and treasury bonds that you buy directly from banking institutions and the Fed. And then you've got fixed uh, or fixed index annuities. So 
I hope you remember that because I just uh, uh, was told I only have about 60 seconds. <laughs> I appreciate everybody listening this weekend. I hope everybody's weekend is really good. Uh, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck and good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>